which you have disconnected from and which you have stopped loving. But when you love all aspects of yourself, what can you possibly fear? And of course, you're immortal, you're eternal, so you ain't going anywhere. <laughs> You have no beginning and you have no end. Radical open-mindedness is going to be a core pillar. A lot of topics within epistemology, we're going to be talking about how science works, deconstructing science, helping you to understand that, and many, many other important topics. And so basically what this teaching is going to be is it's going to be me helping you to remove various obstacles from your stream of consciousness which are preventing you from realizing that you're God, that you're consciousness, that you're infinite, that you're love. Leo Gura is a man who may seem warm and inviting at first glance, but people who run cults of personality often are. His very shady sales tactics, dubious teachings, and dangerous advice about everything from psychedelics to self has led to the destruction of many people's lives, whether they be ordinary citizens or prominent public figures whose breakdowns are televised. This is the story of Leo Gura's 10-year-long grift and the damage left in its wake. The self-help genre is over a century old, but while it mainly consists of books about having a positive outlook and setting goals, this medium can turn surprisingly sinister. Because the self-help consumer base is composed of vulnerable people who need guidance, it's a very fertile environment for con men interested in misleading people for profit, or narcissists looking to create a cult of loyal followers to validate everything they say. Uncoincidentally, the facet of the self-help sphere most manifested with this problem is the one associated with New Age spiritualism, because that kind of content is popular with more credulous people. Examples of this range from the deceptive marketing of Gwyneth Paltrow's company, Goop, to the Breatharian movement, where people claim they can survive without eating or drinking and subsist solely on the sun. It's not hard to see how these relatively goofy endeavors can quickly turn into stories like that of Jim Jones, who, after gathering enough people into his bizarre Pentecostal commune, decided to unalive himself and take 900 people with him. In Minecraft, of course. YouTube, please don't be mad at me. When people look at you as a wise guru, you can tell them almost anything, and they'll believe you. And there's no shortage of people willing to take advantage of that. Case in point, Leo Gora. As you probably know, in the 2000s and early 2010s, the internet was a very different place. Instead of arguing about politics, people primarily argued about religion. Some of you might even remember that pre-Gamergate, many YouTubers that would become popular doing anti-social justice content were, first and foremost, atheists. Underneath the more explicit religious arguments of Christians versus atheists, you had a third wave of esoteric, New Age self-improvement that was festering online. Some people started building off the legacy and popularity of Terence McKenna and Alan Watts, who had already created the wave of psychedelic-infused self-actualization philosophy. Many people were trying to be their successors, harnessing the already existing audience on YouTube watching clips of their old lectures. One particularly successful event was made by Leo Gora, a man who achieved millions of views with this kind of content by packing it in a vlog-style delivery. He was almost like Vsauce for atheism. But, despite how he marketed himself and what kind of topics he prioritized, Leo Gora hid something much more sinister and insidious beneath the surface. As time went on, it became apparent that Gora's teachings had the potential to do much, much more harm than good. Leo Gura was born on the 24th of April, 1985, in Soviet Russia of all places. 
According to his posts on the website's forum, Actualize.org, his father was a stage-red Russian con artist and businessman, implying that he was somehow associated with the Russian mob. The stage-red part references how Leo categorizes people's mental states by naming them after colors. Of course, his mental state is entirely enlightened, and not any particular color. His mom, on the other hand, Leo hasn't spoken much about, besides one offhand post about how she is ethnocentric and has biases against black people. Though, according to Gura, that doesn't make her racist, per se. The same year Leo was born, Gorbachev would become General Secretary, the Soviet equivalent of the President, and would begin the process that would ultimately lead to the fall of the Soviet Union. Around the same time, many Russians saw the liberalization of Russia as an opportunity to emigrate from their country. One of them just so happened to be a then six-year-old Leo. His mother took him to America, which was a huge culture shock for him. He describes having struggled to go to school since everyone spoke English, while he could only understand Russian. Though we don't know much about Leo's early life, and by design, as that would weaken the image he's built of himself on an ethereal stage, we do know that he went to high school with another notable person, Tiago Forte. If you don't know who Tiago is, he's also somewhat of a self-help author. However, he seems primarily concerned with taking notes instead of psychedelic drugs. He also looks conspicuously like an Asian relative of Elon Musk, for whatever reason. What is the astronomical likelihood that the two self-help gurus went to the same school? Or maybe this is the type of school that sets out to form this type of person. Kidding, of course. In any event, Tiago revealed that, in high school, he and Leo argued extensively about the nature of knowledge. At least, at that time, Tiago was a fundamentalist evangelical Christian, who believed in young earth creationism and denied evolution. Meanwhile, Leo was a very staunch atheist rationalist. He believed only in what he could see in front of his own two eyes, or measure through data with the scientific process. After they finished high school in 2003, they went their separate ways. However, both eventually converged to promote what Tiago called a software-based commonplace book, which I understand to be the glorified version of taking notes. It seems that Leo ultimately convinced Tiago about atheism, considering he has since abandoned his Christian beliefs. Meanwhile, Leo adopted his own bizarre set of axioms. There are even a couple of posts on Actualize.org where Leo mentions Tiago, saying that his debates with Tiago pushed him to pursue philosophy in an academic setting. Not sure whether either of them had a positive effect on the other. After he left high school, he studied philosophy at the University of California, Irvine. Before this, he had tried to do mechanical engineering and dropped out, most likely because it was too demanding of him. He didn't want to get stuck in a day-to-day -day grind, as he puts it. Four years later, in 2007, he earned his Bachelor of Arts degree in philosophy. To help you imagine how atheist Leo Gura in college for philosophy must have been, it turns out that he was actually overweight during this time. According to him, he was 235 pounds heavy at 20 years old, later on dropping down to 180 and achieving the Skyrim Draugr frame we've come to know and love. But, of course, a degree in philosophy is about as valuable as a degree in scratching your balls, so he had to find work in another field. Namely, that of programming and game design, in which he would have some apparent success, working for a company called Irrational Games, 
In reply to someone's post on his website, Leo would say, I was strictly a designer, although when I worked on my projects, I would do arts and coding as well. CD Projekt Red actually emailed me about 8 years ago asking me to join them on Witcher 3's development, but I said no because I was starting Actualized. If I had said yes, I would probably be working on Cyberpunk right now, but I have zero interest in working for anyone but myself, and certainly not in the giant meat grinder of AAA development. Oh, how different things could have been. This was in 2012, but he graduated from college back in 2007. What was he doing during those five years? Well, as it turns out, he was modding the Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. No, I'm not kidding. On September 2nd, 2007, a page for a lore mod called The Lost Spires would be uploaded to NexusMods.com, the central hub for the aggregation of mods for Elder Scrolls and other games. According to its description, the mod adds over 15 hours of gameplay to the base game, along with new bosses, caves, an archaeology guild, and fully voiced new NPCs. Though the uploader's nickname in Nexus is LiquidGraph1, the mod's page credits the creator as Leo Gura. In the website's credits page for the mod, TheLostSpires.com, which now remains only in archives, Leo Gura is also credited as the head of the project. Though it's evident he got plenty of assistance, the donations page specifies that the project took a solid 8 months of work. It's safe to say Leo was exceedingly invested in video game development because he did this for free and only asked for donations. And we honestly don't know how many he got. He could have done this for zero profit at all. His page says the last activity registered on the profile was in 2011. But if you check his friends list, you can see that he's added people as friends as recently as 2021. If you're familiar with the Elder Scrolls series, it shouldn't surprise you that it's one of Gura's interests. It's right up his alley of esoteric philosophy and psychedelics, especially considering how much of the series lore takes right from Terence McKenna. Someone that's, I assume at some point, fascinated Leo. Also in his early 20s, and before the beginning of his online career, Leo began dealing with an autoimmune disease called Hashimoto's, which resulted in hypothyroidism and chronic fatigue. According to him, his mother also suffered from it, though to a lesser degree than he did, suggesting that the problem was genetic. As he puts it, he felt that he only had three quarters of a regular, healthy human being's daily energy. This significantly hampered his ability to work or even do chores at home. Additionally, he suffered from hypersensitivity to cold, often getting so much pain in his hands and feet that he couldn't complete basic tasks. This condition also contributed to him distancing himself from Western medicine, which, in his experience trying to get treatment, helped him very little, if at all, despite years of seeing doctors and taking whatever meds they prescribed him. This also piqued his interest in the more Eastern concepts of healing. He describes how, despite it failing to actually heal him, he doesn't regret seeing psychics and spiritual healers, as it broadened his horizons. One particular kind of alternative medicine that is stuck with Gura is the use of psychedelics to trigger a psychosomatic response. To put it simply, the idea is that changing how your mind works can cause a measurable improvement in your overall health. Four years after graduating in philosophy and seemingly disillusioning himself with game development as a professional career, a now 27-year-old Leo would begin putting together what he would eventually be known almost exclusively for, his YouTube channel and website, Actualize.org. 
Using these platforms, he would broadcast his ideas, rants, and lectures, which generally revolved around self-improvement. Beginning with a video simply called Mastery Part 1, we see a figure that's, though obviously Leo with the mannerisms and beliefs he's recognized for, is still a far cry from what he would become. Not just because he didn't look like the Coomer meme yet, but also because his speech pattern still resembled that of a normal human being, as opposed to a cult leader. In the video, he talks about how he needs to improve his presentation, particularly his vocal tonality, to better perform the videos he set out to do. According to his LinkedIn page, he went to IPEC Coaching School, a New Jersey school that solely accredits people with a certified professional coach diploma. Not sure how successful this business model is, but considering how much the red pill life coach grift has become become popular in recent years, you could safely say that Leo was ahead of the curve. His videos would go on to dial in the style and aesthetic that Leo got big for. A gray background, the camera up in his face, weird thumbnails of Leo doing facial expressions that range from undergoing a particularly extreme instance of purple nurples to being severely mentally ill, challenged, or perhaps brain damaged. As for the topics he covered during this early period, it's about what you'd expect from someone who is trying to reinvent the wheel of self-help by saying things that are innovative and out there to set himself apart, such as why you should be more schizophrenic and the law of attraction, how it really works and how to use it. The comments were generally positive and receptive. You are an inspiring person. I always apply this method into my life. It is very helpful if you want to be creative. Keep being awesome. I kind of think that the universe has a way of granting the deepest desires of your heart if you are just honest to yourself and know what you really want out of life. Holy cow, I just found the answer to life itself. This is how I used to live myself without even knowing it and I lost it within the last few years and couldn't figure out why I have been so unhappy, etc. Can't wait to start bettering my life, thank you so much. Now, these kinds of videos can and have been beneficial for millions of people, so relegating it as all hokey would be a tad unfair. However, as a YouTuber whose job relies on being critically observant about others' eccentricities and excesses, I'm almost contractually obliged to let you know about Leo's other videos, such as How to Have Amazing Sex, Part 1, How to Have Amazing Sex for Women, Drive Your Man Wild in Bed, and my personal favorites, and one never, ever to be forgotten, how to make a girl squirt. Give your girl an explosive orgasm. Even Vsauce couldn't make a better cold open. This isn't just a reminder of how crazy early 2010s YouTube was, but also that there's always an audience of men trying to learn how to get better at dealing with women. And tapping into that demographic is a piece of cake which I suppose is why Leo did it, and still does, as one of his pickup artistry almanacs came out as recently as last year. Along with the creation of his YouTube channel, he also had a website under the same name, created for the same purpose, enlightening people through the internet. Though the layout looks like it hasn't been updated for over a decade, the site is actually pretty functional. In the store section, there are only two products. One is a compilation of 200 two-minute-long audio reviews of self-help books by Leo with a $35 price tag. The other is menacingly titled The Ultimate Life Purpose Course and consists of over 25 hours of what I can only imagine is the core of the ideas he expressed throughout his published videos. This one has a price tag of a whopping $250, though the preview page for the course not only claims that its true worth is $5,040, but also that clients have paid much, much more than that for it out of sheer gratitude for the quality of the course. 
equivalents to six months of coaching, $5,040 value. Having coached dozens of clients one-on-one -on, -one on finding their life purpose and dream career, I've distilled my process down into a convenient course that explains it all in even greater detail than possible over the phone. Clients routinely pay me $2,000 to $4,000 for this, but given the time-consuming nature of one-on-one -on -one coaching, access was limited to high-income individuals. Not anymore. Now it's 20 times more affordable. You can get it all for a fraction of the cost, and in more detail than I could ever relate to you one-on-one. -on -one. I am giving away my entire life purpose process, all of it. Further down on the page, he also claims that three months worth of his one-on-one -on -one coaching is equivalent to $2,640, and that the $250 price tag is a total steal. Similarly to the store page, Leo's Patreon is also pretty sparse, featuring only one post, yet retaining over 300 patrons. If Leo has displayed a knack for anything over the years, it's selling like crazy. Overall, despite how goofy and strange a lot of Leo's stuff may appear, at least during this time it was genuinely constructive for many people. However, that wouldn't be the case forever. Soon enough, people started seeing that there were side effects of his teachings that wouldn't just affect the people following him, but also Leo himself. Though Leo created his website in 2013, it got a major revamp in 16, the effects of which have rippled outwards ever since. Now, the website featured a forum function, of which Leo himself was an avid user. Of course, meaningful and profound conversations would be the norm, now that Leo was directly available to answer his followers' questions. For example, here we can see, Complete Skull Non-Duality God Realization and found out where I believe I am located by Batman juxtaposed right against one another. Other classics include I want to be a chimp and my mind became revealed after awakening. Okay, maybe the discourse of the users isn't that great, but at least Leo's contributions are good, right? Well, let's take, for example, a thread called My Mom Has Limited Time Left, How Should I Spend It With Her? Where the poster says that his mother has about a year left to live, and he wants tips on how to spend this remaining time with her in a meaningful way. And then, Leo chimes in. The only proof you've ever had of your mother's existence are your immaterial thoughts. Even if she's standing in front of you, how do you know she's your mother? If this seems like a one-off, think again. Leo has expressed what I can only call mother denialism in multiple posts of his. If you asked your mom, are you real? And she said, no, you could no longer have a mother. So what it means to have a mother is for her to insist that she is real and for you to believe it. You must deny that you created her, otherwise she could not have given birth to you. You see, I invented my mother. In an archived thread, Leo once again brings his fixation with moms into an unrelated topic, as he goes on to say, When I snort 5 Mio, I am snorting myself, in the same way that I give birth to myself out of my own since I am everything. If it sounds ridiculous, that's on you. The truth is stranger than fiction. It's your job to surrender to it, not to judge it. Go do some psychedelics, because you are clearly lost in your own mind beyond help. As entertaining as these posts are on their own, they weren't the only kind of deranged garbage he would spew on the forums. Intermittently, people would create topics to rehash some of Leo's older pickup artistry wisdom, to which he would excitedly oblige. In a thread about struggling with parties and other social situations, Leo would give an example of his most rapacious escapades. I told a girl at the bar that my friend and I have herpes, and that since we are such generous guys, we would be happy to share it with her. 
That was my opener. She told me that I am unusually friendly for a Russian. She was part Russian too. I told her that she is gullible, and that if I was a rapist, I would take her to my van. I told her that I am taking her to church to confess all her sins. She asked, which church? I said, the one that the most children. She was an attorney. I asked her if contracts make her wet. I told her I will have my attorney draft up some contracts for her. I told her to give me her fax number so I can fax her a black and white pixelated She said she actually had a fax number. She gave me her biz card. She asked me what I do. I said I scrub toilets at Taco Bell and that I would scrub the out of her toilet. When I said that, I said it like I was talking about her out. She said, perfect. I told her I am Asian from the waist down and that her ass was too much for me and that she needs a black dude for that ass. But luckily, I am actually black from the waist down. <laughs> she said, perfect. She asked me to take her number. Finally, she gave me permission to squeeze her giant tits in front of her friend. I told another girl, damn, you have a nice body. I want to sell you into sexual slavery like I did my mother. She giggled, but that one blew me out. She still left laughing. It's hard to make that line hook because it's so purposefully outrageous. Still, I like to see how far I can push my verbals. However impossible this may seem, this wasn't even close to being the most outrageous of Leo's utterances. Around the same time these forum shenanigans began, Leo started veering into a certain direction in his more philosophical videos that involved the denial of the existence of morality. In videos like A Rant Against Morality and Understanding Meaning, Purpose, and Value, Leo would repeatedly affirm that life is essentially meaningless. According to him, the only reason we make up and adhere to concepts like morality is because we're programmed to do so. They are all ultimately just things we choose to consider important that hold no value in and of themselves. Of course, Leo isn't dim-witted enough to be unaware that this is precisely how depressed and suicidal people sound. But he rejects the notion that the two are causally linked, saying that feeling bad about it is just an initial hump that you can get over. Leo says that ultimate nihilism is the path to becoming a true mystic and realizing that everything is as it should be. We will return to this particular topic later, but it's safe to say these statements made a few waves. Over at the Actualize.org forums, people began requesting what Leo meant by this since it could mean a myriad of things, and Leo very forthrightly obliged, as psychos tend to do. The following is an exchange between a poster named Kevin and Leo. Kevin. Claiming that there's no evil, that a pep is doing as he should because he's just it, that's a bridge too far. Leo. Hee <laughs> hee, well, I guess because Kevin says so, the entire universe must be wrong. Just to satisfy Kevin. Just so Kevin can be right. Nothing like dropping a hee <laughs> hee when someone says that you are morally justifying pedophilia. So far so good. Well, it gets worse. Kevin. I was trying to make a serious, and I believe completely legitimate point. You have to admit that's a hell of a thing to even attempt to accept. It's going to take more than saying, the universe did it so it's okay, to make that bitter pill go down. Leo. That you need a good argument to accept reality, I find quite repugnant. Frankly, it's uglier to me than with children. It's far more damaging than with children. Look at what you're doing. You clearly see that pedophiles exist, and yet you adamantly refuse to acknowledge their validity. As though your existence is somehow superior to a pedophiles? Kevin. I express the possibility that maybe pedophilia is objectively wrong, not non-existent, just wrong, and that very question is uglier than with children? Man, that is seriously messed up. 
And how can what I say be repugnant anyway? Or ugly? Those are judgments. I am part of the universe just like anyone. It's wrong for me to ask if Leah is objectively wrong, but Leah itself is not wrong? You call me repugnant for a simple, if somewhat challenging comment, but won't judge a file or a Nazi. Leo, there's a big difference between what I said and what you're saying. The difference is that I am conscious that I expressed a subjective opinion, whereas you are not. I accept that reality should contain people who reject reality, but you do not accept that reality should have else. I didn't attack you, it just seems that way because your mind is being cornered in this process. Yes, I actually like defending and Nazis because there's a much bigger issue at stake. What created the Nazis is not my psychological dynamic, but your psychological dynamic. This dynamic has been responsible for the greatest horrors in history. So, in this sense, I claim that it is a graver sin than pedophilia, which, by the way, was legitimately practiced in many cultures. This exchange could almost be presented with no comment, since Leo makes his position on the matter so excessively clear. However, it's worth noting that, for the majority of its existence, the logo for the Actualize.org brand has been a blue, triangular spiral. People online have pointed out that this symbol is identical to a symbol that the FBI identified as being a code for boy lover. It seems that Leo took notice of how awful this looked for him and had the wits to change it as of more recently, which is a good thing. It honestly could be a total coincidence that the logos look so similar, but given what he said in these messages, it's just worrying. Despite his belief that truth is relative and subjective, he's dead set on shutting down anyone who disagrees with him. Whenever people bring up foils to his philosophy, such as that, if nothing matters, then there is no point in him even trying to change people's minds, he simply replies with, your awakening is incomplete, and you don't yet know what God is. He reiterated different versions of this same thought-terminating cliche to anyone who dared to point out the blatant inconsistencies and misinterpretations in his videos. Despite his inability to explain why his attitude is the right one to have in the face of ultimate meaninglessness, Leo has a conviction that, if you don't share his feelings about being awakened, it's only because you're not enlightened, as he obviously is. This conviction extends far beyond mere philosophical matters. His intellectual pride also manifested when he made a video covering the metaphysical implications of Godel's incompleteness theorem, a mathematical theory. In it, he equated any contradiction of his thoughts on it to an appeal to authority fallacy. He insisted that his understanding and interpretations of the theorem surpassed even that of the people who created it. Despite his past as a skeptic, Leo expected that people have a lot of faith in his conclusions. This was because Leo didn't come up with his opinions, but had learned them directly from God, unlike his detractors. But what was God to Leo, you might ask, given that he didn't sound like a member of any traditional religious denomination? Well, to Leo, God is Leo. Maybe this will come as a surprise, but Leo staunchly believed that he, along with everything else in the universe, was God. However, he was a much more enlightened being than everyone else because he realized this fact. According to a post on his Insights blog in September 2019, he discovered a powerful new chemical that allowed him to converse with what he calls divine intelligence, his kooky term for God. He attached a transcript of his conversation with it, and I've picked the best parts for your entertainment. Why were humans created? What is the intent behind our design? Humans are part of what I am. They are a small part of what I am. I cannot describe to you the entire causal chain, which led to your creation because it would be infinite. If I started explaining it to you, you would die of old age before I had a chance of telling you 1% of it. How do I deal with people not believing me and calling me a narcissist? Well, you are a narcissist. 
but you just so happen to be a narcissist who stumbled upon something extraordinary and I can use you to do my work. And remember, God is the ultimate narcissist because I love myself unconditionally. The only difference between God and a narcissist is that myself is everything and everyone, and my love is unlimited. I love myself more than every narcissist and megalomaniac who's ever lived. But why me? Why me of all people? Why do I understand this so deeply when others don't? Because you were one of the few who cared to understand. You valued understanding above all else. This is a godly quality, if I may say so myself. Okay, what last advice would you have for people? Make it good. I am you. If you wish to know me, drop all of your fear and pursue total self-understanding. You are God, and God can only know itself through itself. If I do not realize that I am God, not even God can help me because I have forsaken myself, lost in my own creation. Such is the awesome power of infinite mind. So there you have it, confirmation from the big man upstairs himself. Leo was the chosen one, not unlike Neo from the Matrix. That, or he's just a narcissist with too much time on his hands and access to powerful psychedelics, and he likes to imagine that God is justifying his narcissism. How did he manifest his godlike powers exactly? He elaborates in another forum post. When I was in full god mode one time, I looked at my candle on my countertop and said, Okay, let's make this thing levitate. And I tried to do the whole Jedi Force levitate thing on it. Then I instantly realized, why am I being such an idiot? And I picked it up with my hand and smiled as I realized that this is how God levitates a candle. And I just laughed at how obvious it was. A user of the forums questioned him on this. And you found this absolute truth and now you're bringing this to the world like Moses coming down from the mountain? Isn't that a bit far-fetched, Leo? To which Leo replied, totally doubling down. That's exactly correct. The truth happens to be far-fetched. That's not a bug. That's the key feature. LOL. These ideas would not remain solely on his site, but would make their way into YouTube in a video called, What is the Point of Life? At this point, plenty of people, particularly the skeptic types who had been around for a while, noticed that Leo had aggressively jumped the shark when he started saying he was God. As far as red flags go, that's gotta be one of the biggest you can fly. Little did people know how terrible the consequences of these ideas could really be. As previously mentioned, Actualize.org had a blog section where Leo's insights were compiled, to the tune of over 80 pages. One of the earlier posts in the section is titled, Psychedelic Wish List, which is essentially a to-do list of hardcore psychoactive drugs. Though seemingly left field at first glance, this was a sign that Leo's interest in psychedelia had begun crossing into what could be considered actively promoting the use of these drugs. A few months after the publishing of that list of Leo's prescriptions, another post would be made called Hitting Rock Bottom, where it seems that Leo was facing the consequences of doing these substances for self-improvement and enlightenment. I won't read all of it because the post is long, but here's just enough of it so that you can get an idea of how down bad he was. So, I got to the bottom of reality, only to discover there's nothing there. But what a trip it was, a trip so deep you never quite come back. Let me tell you, everything is made of itself, like a cat unraveling a yarn that ends up unraveling the cat, a cosmic circle jerk, so incestuous, making love to itself for eternity, an infinite orgy, an infinite human centipede, a trillion orphans dying hungry on the streets, it's all good, too good to be true, and yet it is, so utterly meaningless, it collapses and supernovas into infinite meaning, the mind bang to end all mind bangs because it outbangs them all. Everything is nothing. Non-dual, no self. The self, one. I am Allah, Yahweh, Buddha, Christ, Shiva, Krishna, Shakti, Maya, Brahman, Rama, 
Einsoff, the Alpha, and the Omega. Meditation, lol, like looking into a microscope and seeing the back of your head. Everything is understood. Infinite understanding. The circle is complete, but no one will ever understand. Infinite ignorance, as it must be. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. Hopefully, that seems to be the disjointed ramblings of a mentally ill person to you as much as it does to me, because otherwise, it's likely you also underwent a psychotic break from taking psychedelics. He concludes this insight with a drawing he made of a cat unraveling a ball of yarn. That is, unraveling the cats. All very sane things that ordinary people do, yeah. In another entry of his journal, Leo would go on to say, My understanding will reach superhuman levels, beyond all human comprehension, or and the strain the human self to contain. There is no doubt that this is my way. Through total self-understanding, I will become incapable of seeing wrong or evil, even in those who seek to harm me. By the end of my human life, the highest potential of human life will have been actualized. Obviously, it's his right to destroy his brain if he wants to. The problem is that Leo, most likely for business purposes, never mentioned any of the possible side effects of doing this to his fans. This meant that, in order to know the truth, you'd have to see Leo's teachings unravel in real time through his followers, who went the distance and put them to the test to see if the results would pan out as Leo had painted them. The most well-known example of the consequences of following Leo Gura's teachings is someone you may already be familiar with, Connor Murphy. Yes, that's Connor Murphy, the perpetually shirtless guy with the prank channel full of videos about kissing girls in public for a target audience of prepubescent teens. It's a matter of public knowledge that he had a mental breakdown and posted it to YouTube. It's now deleted and only available in re-uploads, but he followed it up with another video where he talks about being institutionalized and admits to having done ayahuasca. After this highly publicized event, Connor became more and more erratic. In what ways, you may ask? Well, after this incident, he posted a video wherein he expounded on the benefits of drinking semen, and another one informing his audience about his relationship with the, uh, supplier. Not satisfied with chugging other men's loads, he also drank urine, filmed himself on a DMT trip and posted it, accused Jake Paul of assaulting him in a now-deleted video, and opened an OnlyFans, all while sporadically posting videos and doing live streams where he claimed to be God. That was a mouthful, it's a lot to take in, though not as much of a mouthful as what Connor was receiving for health benefits. All of this stuff is essentially public knowledge. However, what isn't well known is that his primary inspiration for getting into psychedelics as hard as he did was Leo Gura. Connor wasn't just a big fan of Leo's, but was actually in contact with him, as this unlisted video on Connor's channel proves. The video consists of almost an hour's worth of Connor in his bereft catastrophe of a bedroom, talking to an apologetic Leo Gura on the phone. Leo is trying in vain to calm him down from his manic state, after 48 minutes of hitting a brick wall, one that he built, no less, Leo just says, you lost it, to a continuously unresponsive Connor. This call happened because Connor was possibly the most prominent follower of Gura's teachings. And the fact that he was going insane in front of hundreds of thousands of people did not bode well for the Actualize.org brand. But it was way too little, far too late. The damage was already done. Before they established contact, Leo was already commenting on the developments with Connor's online presence on the Actualize.org forum. The thread, titled, Connor Murphy Has an Eckhart-Style Awakening, was created in the wake of Connor posting a seven-hour-long video proclaiming that he had been enlightened due to his psychedelic trips. In one of his posts to the thread, Leo would say, 
Initial awakenings tend to be ungrounded and easily get co-opted by the ego mind, which falls into delusions of grandeur, warping truth and consciousness into something that serves the ego. At best, it makes you look like an ungrounded fool, and at worst, it can mislead your followers into dangerous ideologies and cult-like behavior. Teaching people spirituality is a very serious responsibility because it can so easily be abused and veer out of control even when the teacher has the best of intentions. Good intentions are not enough. This post, paired with his demeanor in the video of his call with Connor, almost makes Leo seem responsible. However, his other posts in the same thread start revealing that his sensible veneer is a very thin one. So did Connor say what he's been smoking? Because if it's back-to-back -back days of 5 Mio DMT, I can see why he's starting to lose his mind. I've definitely been there. It starts to feel like madness. I hope people didn't get the wrong idea from my 30 days Mio retreat. For the record, you should not do that. It's madness. You will likely end up losing your own life. I only did it in the name of science. If I went any further with 5 Mio DMT, I'd be dead. I seriously thought I'd be gone by the end but somehow pulled out. If a normie did that, they would surely end up in an insane asylum. You start seeing visions that are impossible to even put into words and they are more lifelike than normal life. To clarify what he's referring to here, in 2020, Leo essentially challenged himself to take 5 Mio DMT, a smokable variation of the most potent psychedelic known to man, DMT, for 30 days straight. Not only that, but he documented the process. He made a video about it where he said he contemplated the porn he collected over his entire life and cried over how beautiful it was. So much for spirituality being a serious responsibility. Even if he does try and put up some semblance of a defense and pretend that he doesn't advocate for people to do hardcore psychedelics in order to develop spirituality, it's simply posturing on his part to protect his brand from being associated with the adverse effects of said drugs. Back in 2016, he released a video called 5 Mio DMT, The Magic Pill to Enlightenment and God. There is simply no way he can act like he wasn't promoting it. Ultimately, this whole ordeal ended with Gura just banning the mention of Connor from his forums to stop people from discussing him, and thus doing damage control. Though Connor's case is bad enough, it worsens when you factor in that he wasn't the only unwitting follower of Leo Gura's sphere of influence. If you are at all sensitive to emotional, dark, or otherwise depressing topics, especially if they are real and not just fictional, you should not watch the next part of this video. What I'll talk about now is the people who were, supposedly, inspired by Leo to take their own lives. On May 19th, 2021, a thread would be made on the Actualize.org forums by a user named Muhammad Jawad, saying the following, Hello everyone, I am feeling really sad to share this news that our brother, our friend Sunhei, member of this community, killed himself to experience conscious death. Sunhei was my best and only friend. He was very happy and had no issues in his life. These days, he was contemplating death and dreams a lot, and ultimately decided to try conscious death and ended his own life by jumping from the bridge in Canada on May 3rd, 2021. Before that, he was talking to me on WhatsApp, and he was really happy and laughing on different matters as well. Soon, Hay and I had a long discussion about conscious death, the afterlife, and lucid dreaming the day he did it. A few minutes before he jumped from the bridge, he sent me the following message. I leave you my dream. You already know, meet you in the beyond. We cannot imagine or understand how and why he could take that kind of decision. He left his family behind including a wife and two little cute kids. May God grant him the success he was trying to achieve. 
According to me, it's the wrong decision he took. What do you think? Does ending it all have any link with spirituality? Is this possible to liberate oneself from the cycle of birth and death, ultimately immerse into consciousness by unaliving after gaining enlightenment? Waiting for others' views. Thanks. What Muhammad is referencing here as conscious death is the Hindu idea of Mahasamadhi, or physical death is a means of transcending this realm, which was and continues to be a topic far from uncommon in the Actualize.org sphere. Leo would post to the thread, Are you sure this is true? How do you know he jumped off a bridge? I don't understand what jumping off a bridge has to do with spiritual work. Did he tell you what his logic was? Did he say if he has a history of mental illness? This skepticism from Leo might be a little jarring at first glance. Still, hoaxes like these do tend to occur on forums, especially ones as insulated as Actualize.org where people develop a desire to become the center of attention. Up until this point, you could give Gura the benefit of the doubt. You could even just say the story may be fake. However, he would go on to eliminate any doubts as to where he stood on this with his next post. Keep in mind that is not so rare in the general population. 48,000 in the USA in 2018. My videos have nearly 100 million views. With numbers like that, some of our members will at some point do it. This is inevitable. And ultimately, people have the sovereignty to do that. You cannot stop them if they are set on it. Nor do you have the right to stop them, as that is you imposing your agenda and will on them. Though he did follow this missive up with promises of disclaimers in his videos about how physical death is contrary to spiritual development, it's hard to dispel the heartlessness that comes through in this portion of the post. What no one expected is that Sunhei's account would soon become active and post on the thread as well. Hi Leo, this is Sunhei's sister using his account to try to find why he took the step that he did. I can confirm that he did die on May 3rd by jumping off of a bridge. His message to his wife was, Oh, I was never ending it, I was just continuing it. I just wanted to jump. Love you all, see you soon. This is a similar message to what he sent to the person who started this thread. Now, most important, Sunhei asked Nam very directly before committing this act. I really wish Nam had guided him better. Sunhei could not have been clearer. I will attach screenshots of their conversations in my next post. If someone can tell us what he was trying to do, please do. I can tell you for a fact that he did not suffer from any mental illness or depression. Sunny was so, so full of life. He has left behind a 3-month-old and a 20-month-old. It is hard to even look at his 27-year-old wife, who was barely out of the postpartum phase with her baby. Sunhei was a very central part of our family, the most kind-hearted soul, an amazing son, a wonderful husband, the most supportive brother, and above all, a one-in-a-million father. I feel like our whole family will go into depression. The person she is referring to in her post, Nam, was a moderator in the Actualized forums who had conversations with Sunhei right before his passing. The attachments are as follows. Sunhei, I ask you this now, Nam. If I am to jump off a bridge, high enough, like a bungee jump or skydive, not to escape, not to end, but to transcend, if I am to jump, sure, the reality slash dream in which I jump, there will be my death, but I will wake up, and there's freedom, just like I don't dream last night's dream and the people I leave behind here. Once again, very clearly, I am asking if I am to jump to my death in this dream. I expect to wake up from the supposed jump event as if a dream at night. Nam. If I get what you're saying, it strikes me as trying to get two conflicting views simultaneously. Then, there is the additional factor of that you couldn't possibly rely on what someone else, me in this case, says. 
Put another way, to try to communicate more, maybe comparing these two statements might bring about clarity. If I am wakefulness, and this is a dream, then I should be able to jump off a bridge and be fine. If I am wakefulness, the last thing I'd be thinking about is jumping off bridges. I'd be so passionate and enthused, I'd take a hundred lifetimes to experience everything I want to experience. Soonhei, since I'm wakefulness, I'm beyond death. My experience is unending. From one dream to another, thanks once again. Till we meet again soon. When a father of two children asks you if he should jump off a bridge, you're supposed to tell him not to do it. As explicitly as possible, instead of giving him riddles that seem conspicuously tolerant of his suicide. Soon, his sister would follow up with another post. We wish we never stumbled upon spirituality or any of this stuff. What did he gain? He was already an amazing person. I know I sound biased, but trust me, he helped others so selflessly. Emotionally, financially, in any way he could. Always did the right thing. Since he was a child. I can't explain him in words here. He even guided people on their spiritual journeys and got them out of depression. Never charged a penny for it. He did everything from the pure goodness of his heart. All this spiritual jargon and ideas only hurt him and his family in the end. He was better off without it and already on the path to heaven. His ideas of there are no others and life being a dream that one shouldn't get attached to made sense for the most part, but I must say this whole incident has reiterated to me why one should stick with long-established religions such as Christianity, Islam, Judaism, Buddhism, whatever, and listen to well-known prophets and their teachings. There is a reason why they have had billions of followers over thousands of years without needing the internet to spread their message. And their message still gives people the tools they need to lead a good moral life. I have personally come to the conclusion that this whole new age spirituality, especially on forums and YouTube, is extremely dangerous. And sadly, no one seems to have thought about talking explicitly about why that are hurting one's body is wrong. It needs to be the title of a YouTube video on your channels. I have no words left. The pain is too much. None of this can bring him back. A lot of people would probably say that she's right, especially considering that there are supposedly two other users who went down the same path for the same reasons as Soonhei. One of them, called Vanish, made a thread to Actualize.org announcing it. That's it. After I am done writing this, I will grab my handgun and end it. I've written a note to my parents as I intend to end my life in the bedroom I grew up in. The atmosphere is perfect. It's rainy outside and very windy. It's dark and my bedroom is lit with this very low light. I'm writing this here because I want to thank Leo for his amazing content he has produced over the years. Please save your comments to yourselves. Let this thread be closed or junked. If there is no absolute right or wrong, then it shouldn't matter. Anyway, peace my brothers and sisters. See you on the other side. There's only one reply to the thread, and it's Leo's. Do not bastardize these teachings. You are acting irresponsibly, out of lack of proper and full understanding. Don't do anything to physically harm yourself or anyone else. Take a break for any personal development and work and reground yourself in something enjoyable. Whatever nihilistic mood you're in right now will pass. Do not taint spirituality with such irresponsible behavior. At least this time, there was an explicit condemnation of self-harm. But it's evident in the way Leo spoke that his motivation was that spirituality not be tainted, as opposed to a genuine concern for Vanish. After his reply, the post was locked, most likely to prevent the conversation about it from growing by other people posting in the thread. Yet another user died by in 2021 under the handle of Wave in the Ocean. However, this time, the news came not from him, but from someone who knew him personally. Another user called Sign, who referred to him as her best friend, soul twin, and partner, made a thread to announce his death to the actualized forums. 
I want to share with you that Wave in the Ocean, a user of this forum, has died. He ended his own life on the 8th of December. He shared a great deal of insights, advice, trip reports, and good vibes in here, and I know many other users have expressed gratitude towards him, and some have reached out to him in private messages. I believe he was a big part of this place. I cannot tell you why he chose to end his life. This post is extremely difficult for me to write, and I feel like nothing I could say would perfectly capture what has happened. I know he had trouble sleeping during long periods, and I know he had suicidal thoughts periodically through many years. It is so difficult for me to comprehend this because if anyone loved life, it was Wave in the Ocean. And if you have read any of his writings in here, you will know he was the most beautiful expression of love, and he shared it with so many. He had so many friends and was close with his family. I know he met with people and had conversations on the phone up until the last day. Day. He knew he was loved. I'm so sure of it. However, he still made this decision. And no matter how many times I tried to turn it around, looking at it from different perspectives, it was his decision to make. The last thing he wrote in here was, Truth you don't find. Truth finds you. Sooner or later. What you then do, no one knows. If you knew, it would already have found you. Since all of the days I knew him, he was fascinated about discovering the truth. It could be a pain in the ass, but I also loved that about him. He was the smartest and most open-minded person you could imagine. He shaped my personality and my life in such ways that I will be forever grateful. He discovered life, he discovered love, and now he has also discovered death. No one can judge with certainty who's to blame for these individuals' actions. The one thing we can say for sure is that the environment created by Leo Gura and his community was a cult of personality, even if not technically a cult. It left little to no space for concern over people's personal issues, and many fell through the cracks, with these just being the cases we know of. The worst part about this whole ordeal is that no one has learned anything from it. Videos have already been made on Leo and his community that received a significant amount of traction, but Actualize has seemingly not missed a beat. The forums are still churning along, and no one seems to think there's something fundamentally wrong with this machine that Leo has put together and crafted so carefully. The last video on Actualize.org's YouTube channel was posted a few weeks ago, and the comments haven't changed much in tone. I'd like to end this video with some satisfying sense of closure, but much like those who ended their own lives thinking they would experience some kind of spiritual rebirth, we're ultimately left puzzled as to how things got so bad. We'll have to wait until we see the final destination of Leo Gura and Actualize.org. I've been Turkey Tom, thanks for watching, and until next time, leave me alone.